go down to the breast alcohol establishment. Let's go down, get some alcohol. Party all day, party all night, party all day, party all night, party all day, party all night, party all day, party all night. First episode, there we go, first episode of the Nicholas Comics Q&A, now recorded for the nation to hear, because so long as there's a fascinating discussion to be had, uh, why not make it public, you know? Uh, in, in line with uh, Nicholas Comics' policy of decency and transparency. So we'll wait for some uh, fellas to join on here. Currently, we got Kippy and Zombie Baron in the chat. Interesting as per always. Uh, all right, there we are. We are on air, and uh, how long are you expecting this to be? Two hours. Hours. And we're going to do it from three to five today, just because I want to format this spot. Can apparently record up to six hours, but I want to make sure it all gets in there so three to five no extensions till six or seven or anything like that because while it was a spicy week i do think uh you know i just think uh wow so we got currently we got uh 350 views i'm looking at analytics right now 350 views on the frederick nudson reviews nicholas comics trailer that's pretty spicy uh well, that's fine. Just hop on and ask whatever questions you get. Just hop on. Ask whatever questions you get. And go. Just hop on ask whatever questions you get and go. Anywho, uh, spicy week overall. Uh, this has been the spiciest week in a while. Because not only am I campaigning for Mr. Frederick Nidson to uh, do a an episode of Down the Rabbit Hole on Nicholas Comics. I've also decided to uh, I've also decided to enter a beef with Alec Robbins, the creator of the popular Mr. Boop comic strip. This is my first public beef uh, with a fellow cartoonist. Interesting stuff. Uh, we got Donut Brew it on the uh, on the air. So uh, you got any questions? Uh, any questions you got? Go ahead and ask them. That's the appeal of this new public format, is that uh, is that uh, absolutely anyone can appear on the podcast, the Q&A, so long as they uh, hop on the chat and ask ask a question, and you will be featured if you it's 3 to 5 p.m. Saturday. So what's your Hello. question, sir? My question is uh, one that I previously asked in a text form, and that was oh, right, uh, yeah. you've... Uh, yeah, gotten in contact with hunter of bailey sociable oh right right interesting question for to be certain now i haven't gotten in question with hunter i didn't even know the guy's name uh i do like barely sociable i've watched mm -hmm. all the videos i don't know i'm just a sucker for that kind of stuff i've watched Have uh, you, uh seen watched all the sociables channel yeah, I've seen that. Okay. Uh, and and the rise, uh, the the incredible boost which he's got. Uh, 
my channel existed before his did. It's crazy. I'm a, I'm only a one uh, one forty something subs. Interesting stuff. I figure he got he knew where the opportunity was at. Uh, so while I do admire his videos, he might be my next choice on the list. Mm -hmm. uh, I think Frederick Nidson could do it. Probably the best job of anyone. I I thought Wang at first, but then I realized, yeah, Wang only does the old stuff, but Frederick Nedson, his stories cover all the decades. So why not just mm -hmm. him up? And, uh, you know, probably a much more interesting uh, video could be drawn from that because he really goes in depth. He looks at every single facet beginning to end chronologically, every small little detail of, mm -hmm. uh, of any given phenomenon. I like Frederick yeah. Nedson, but uh, if he says no, I might I might try a really sociable uh Anywho, spicy week, 350 views currently. At the end of the Q&A, we'll see how many views it's, it's uh, accumulated, probably quite a few, 351 right now. So at any rate, I post this on uh, BreadTube, and this fella says, down the rabbit hole isn't going to make a video on him. He doesn't do videos on internet nobodies. OP is Nicholas Comics. He spells my name with an H, so you can tell that he's... Uh, very, uh, you know, you can believe him on anything because he spells my name with an H, right? OP is Nicholas Comics. This guy makes a bunch of different accounts and spams his dumb, weird online personality performance art shit. He's notorious on other Reddits. So this fella, and this this is a this is a common troll trope I've noticed is that they'll say simultaneously that. I'm a nobody with zero influence and that I'm notorious and that I have a lot of influence. Uh, that I have, a, at the same time, a, a tiny little audience of enablers and a massive, a massive grip. Uh, you know, because they can't decide which. They, they, they've got to contradict themselves all the time. So I'm both an internet nobody and absolutely notorious at the same time. I'm both pathetic and immensely powerful. You know, this is how all conspiracy theories go. You've got to depict your enemies both as weak but also dangerous. You know that's that's how most uh, that's how most of it goes. Uh, they can't do anything, but at the same time they can. Very typical of that sort of uh, bigoted mindset. Anywho, I say, uh, sir, I'm not a performance artist. I'm a mail order cartoonist. I have no idea what you're talking about. You see, these are the exact sort of misconceptions. Frederick Nidson's documentary will clear up. I'd like to remind you, sir, that I cannot be a nobody and notorious at the same time. In addition, all rabbit holes are obscure until Mr. Nudson, being the superb journalist he is, sheds light upon them. He does videos on plenty of internet nobodies. Whether you love me or hate me is insignificant, sir. I conduct this campaign in the name of good journalism. It would seem you're scared of the truth, sir. Scared of the simple fact that you might be misinformed about nearly everything concerning who I am and what I do. If you don't want to know the full story, sir, you don't have to watch Mr. Nidson's video. But if you want a sizzling good time, a glance at the seamy underbelly of the net, of counterculture and betrayal and skepticism and paranoia and delusion and all the other things that construct a rollicking spicy drama, I suggest you tune in. It's going to be a heck of a lot of fun, and after it's over, all your misconceptions will be long gone. So then he says... There's an entire subreddit dedicated to chronicling your shit. This is just plain narcissism. 
spend your time improving your art instead of begging for attention. And so then I say, there is an entire separated, sir. It runs on hatred, lies, and slander. They chronicle nothing and fabricate everything. They're dead now, sir. There will never be another post on there because hatred is unsustainable. You can't hate someone forever. Eventually, you need to man up and accept who I am. It'll take a while for you to accept me, but if you're exposed to me enough, if you see who I am, rather, uh, instead of reading who other people say I am, if you take the time to come to your own conclusions rather than being suckered into a malevolent hate group, I think you could be a decent person, sir. Sure, I kind of doubt it, but I'm willing to make amends. Thing will, things will be a lot easier with that troll farm dead like a turd blowing in the wind. I don't beg for attention, sir. Far from it. All I ask is the opportunity to come clean, the chance to have my side heard. Mr. Knudsen's video will do just that. He'll investigate every aspect, peer into every corner, and when he's through, the facts will be in my favor. I will rise in victory, and those who try to silence my voice will cower in fear as I conquer the indie comics market. There is no place for a bigot such as yourself at the premiere of Nudson's video, sir. But there is a spot for plenty of loyal comic fans and people who are interested in the truth. People less gullible than yourself. People with a sense of humor and an interest in the uncanny. They'll be there. I don't know if you will. You might be too busy wiping your ass in a gas station in Fresno. So, an interesting response like that uh, shut down the troll pretty quick. Now, how it is, is this fella claims that uh, I, I beg for attention. This is another common misconception. I don't beg for attention. I only want the truth to be heard. When Brandon's video came out, the Nicholas comic situation, uh, I kind of got a new perspective on things because he's a good journalist. You know, he's good at what he does, making interesting, thought-provoking videos. Uh, I feel that if Frederick Nedson investigates everything, He'll realize what's up. He's not stupid. Uh, there is the small chance that he could give some credibility to BNS. And if he does, that might be a little disturbing. But personally, I wouldn't care because I think that's kind of unlikely. This fellow only claims I'm begging for attention because he's scared of the truth. He's scared of being proven wrong, like most of the trolls are. They don't want a documentary made about me because they, you know, ev even if the documentary is incredibly neutral because it could uh, give me exposure, which is bad, uh, I suppose, you know. Very, uh, very weird viewpoint. I don't think they understand journalism exactly. Uh, that said, uh, let's open the floor up to some questions. What kind of questions do you got? We got quite a few fellas on here. Go ahead and ask whatever questions. If uh, I could ask another question. Sure, have uh, at it. What uh, influ what influenced you to become your own uh, independent comics artist? It's a good question. I get asked that quite often. I often say that uh, I read E.C. Seeger a lot when I was younger. I wouldn't say his comics have influenced mine at all. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I thought for the longest while that the Nicholas comics aesthetic was based on something tangible. Uh, but now that I look back on everything, I'd say Nicholas Comics just have kind of an undefinable retro aesthetic, uh, not much else. They don't look like E.C. Seeger. They don't look like uh, Bud Fisher. I used to think that all the old comic strips looked the same, but if you look very closely at them, if you if you take the time to notice all the subtle nuances of each artist, you, you find out that's not the case. Bud Fisher looks incredibly different from E.C. Seeger, who in turn looks incredibly different from Cliff Sterrett. Uh, they all look different. So as far as influences go, I'd say uh, the biggest influence on my sense of humor might be Thimble Theater, but I would say 
comics differ quite a bit in style from Thimble Theater. I think uh, uh, not everyone has an influence. I, I, I'm in comics because I respect the medium. Uh, not any one artist in particular. Although, I, as, I, as I said, I do like some comics over others. I like E.C. Seeger. Uh, Rube Goldberg's pretty good. Also EC Comics uh, in the 50s. Anyway, any other questions uh, before we move, move on to the next uh, point of, of uh, discussion? Uh, do you ever plan on uh, going into uh, eventual merchandising, or do you hold a uh, similar stance to uh, Bill Watterson? Oh, Bill Watterson. Well, I, I don't know. There's not, there's not so much... Uh, I don't know. I don't know if there's that much Calvin and Hobbes merch out there, but it, I, I, yeah, I, I think merchandising is a decent way to, uh, to, to create some exposure. Nothing wrong with having your characters printed on a t-shirt so long as the amount of merch you sell uh, is less than the amount of content you sell. For instance, I might come out with a College Boys t-shirt or something once I get about 100 orders, once they're in the cultural zeitgeist. And that way, if someone sees a College Buddies on a shirt, they're not confused. They'll know who they are. The same if it was on a mug or something. Because a t-shirt isn't as much fun as a comic, you know. I, I, I value a full-length 200-page comic more than a t-shirt. A t-shirt's just a fun little extra or a mug with the College Buddies on it. Kind of fun. Merch is okay. It's not corrupt. It's just a, it's just a side venture. I, I'll probably go into it sometime. It's interesting. Mm -hmm. Fact we do that, have that encyclopedia T-shirt coming out with the College of Buddies right, right, coming right. coming soon. It should be interesting. Uh, I've been offering the College Buddies puzzle poster since at least 2018, but nobody's bought that. Uh, the idea being, it's a giant poster. It's cut up into little pieces. I shove it in the envelope and then the goal is to tape it back together and hang it up pretty interesting merchandise but it's been on the site uh, at the bottom but nobody's nobody's picked up on that i don't know it's pretty cheap it's uh, only three dollars and has been since 2018 so interesting at any rate uh the other the other uh, deal this week uh, besides my proposal to frederick knudsen which has garnered 350 views in three days that's it's doing pretty good. The other, uh, the other interesting thing is uh, my beef with Alec Robbins, who I was introduced to uh, about four days ago. And his comic strip isn't very good, and I think the only reason he's got famous is because he works for the Tim and Eric bunch, and uh, he's been on Eric Andre. You know, if you've been on Adult Swim, your career is set. Uh, that's how it goes. So his comic is garbage. It's just him and a bunch of other uh, characters, cartoon characters, having sex. Uh-huh. Peter Griffin is having sex. I didn't expect that. Family Guy is having sex. This is mind-blowing right here. Bugs Bunny is having sex. This is insane. Yeah. Uh, and and he's just he's just a real, a real unpleasant guy. Like, you know, I don't hate all modern comics. They're... I, I figure if I actually took the time to look at some of the stuff coming out these days, it might be something decent. But whatever whatever is decent these days, it's certainly not this guy. This guy is symptomatic of just the modern death of comics, you know. 
I'd... Have you ever heard of um, Milk and Cheese, Nicholas? It's a comic from the 80s. I was reading it this week. Milk it sort of reminds cheese. me of College Buddies. Yeah, some comics from the 80s are pretty good. I don't know. I don't know about uh, underground comics much. I, I know some of them are good. Some of them are awful, like Art Spiegelman's Mouse. But uh, some of them are funny. Uh, Mr. Natural, though, is a, self uh, a self-admitted uh, derivative of Professor O.G. Nozzle. That's kind of interesting. I wouldn't think Sappo had any influence on uh, any comic afterwards, but I guess it did. So props to R. Crumb for reading Sappo. Sappo's a neat comic. Uh, anywho, Alec Robbins. This guy uh, is everything wrong with the modern-day comic because he just rips off all these characters he didn't create, and he doesn't say anything about them. He just has them act like they would in their respective cartoons. Except they do edgy shit, like they have sex. Uh, and this is this is exactly the sort of stuff that Robot Chicken does. But at least then, you know, there's there's a point to it, which is there's the a sense of parody with Robot stop Chicken. motion. It it has it has technique and it looks kind of good. Whereas with uh, with this, it's just uh, you know everyone says my art's bad, but this art's this guy's art is like abysmal. There's no technique. Everything looks flat and lifeless. You know, the college buddies, they have motion. They're hyperactive. They they jump around. They run around. You know, they're, they're exciting to look at. But uh, his comic's very static. So how this comic goes is uh, it's, it's a hilarious parody. And I've challenged Alec Robbins to do a parody, a, a compelling parody of college buddies in the next month. And if he doesn't, then he'll be ousted and exposed as the non-funny, lazy cartoonist that he is. But he says, hmm, characters, what to do? I sure wish I was funny. I know. I'll steal them. It's a parody. I sure hope I don't get my ass sued. The objectification of women. What on earth could be more of a crazy laugh riot? It'll help me forget about my small genitals. I wonder why women don't talk to me. I have now borrowed 50 popular cartoon characters. I am such a cheeky Nandos. I will now take all these well-known IPs and have them do some edgy shit. Homer Fudd is a pimp. How crazy and unexpected. This is such an original idea. My comic will be about how I find breasts attractive. Nothing is more funnier than a straight white man looking at breasts. Except maybe farts. I wonder how long I can draw the same panel every day forever. Hmm? Knock on the door. Uh, hello? Hi there. We are your number one fans, the College Buddies. We also wish women would smooch us. Your comics are so much better than Nicholas comics. Here, have some fat stacks on me. Uh, guys, I really admire your strategy of stealing characters. Original characters are much too risky and hard. I'm going to give you 17,000 fake followers on Twitter. You're a swell. We know you were lonely and sex-starved, so we brought you an attractive female. Jaundice will now smooch you up. And he says, no, no, please, no, no. And Jaundice says, your comic is so good. 
And then uh, Snob says, We have ensured that the best comics succeed once again. Nicholas Cicada and his first grade doodles will perish. I want to smooch this guy next, says Bob, because, of course, they're all gay. And, uh, and at the bottom, he says, This isn't over yet, Alan. I expect a parody from you in the next month or else. If he doesn't do the parody, then he loses the beef. It, it's done, and he's been exposed as a fellow who can't make a compelling parody of anything. Uh, he can just steal, he can just rip off characters. Like, look at that. That's a that's a nice looking comic. Another one yeah, I hear about so. often is a uh, flaming carrot. Uh, recently, I've I've been to Zippy the Pinhead. I'm considering buying a nice compilation of Zippy the Pinhead. Uh, another deal I was introduced to a long while back was uh, Too Much Coffee Man by Shannon Wheeler. It's depressing to see that uh, that that's not going on anymore, but. Again, most of this stuff isn't. So the fact that, you know, milk and cheese, flaming carrot, too much coffee, man, all that is done. This college buddy's a nice opportunity. This yeah. milk and cheese, though, it, it looks much better than something like uh, Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. Uh, that's that's one of the worst of the independent comics. But at any rate, interesting stuff. Alec Robbins, a pox on the independent comics industry because... But, He's on Eric Andre, and yet he acts as if he's this nobody who just happened to come up with this with this comic strip out of nowhere, and then overnight magically ascended to the top of the heap on the merit of his comic alone. Because it's not like he's worked with Eric Andre or Tim and Eric or whatever. He's probably been on Big Mouth. Who knows? You know. It's a, it's a content mafia, but, you know, he's a, he's 100% just a, one of the most earnest guys who just rose to power based on the incredible premise of his comic, which is that Betty Boop is his wife, and he wants to have sex, which isn't funny, you know. It's like, oh, you're heterosexual? That's the joke, you know. It's freaking stupid. Uh... And, and in one of the comics, he even says, there's even like a, a reader of the comic displayed in this one comic where she's like, this is disturbing. Like, is it? It's not that disturbing. And he says it's it's 18 and up. Like, what kind of person over 18 is going to find this sort of thing funny? Just have sex. That's the whole joke. Bugs Bunny is having sex? This is crazy. Like, so what? Get over yourself, guy, you know? If I Has he responded him. at all? He hasn't responded. And you I emailed think him, he right? Yeah, I emailed him. And if yeah, he doesn't he... respond, then he, loses, then he loses by default. So I, he, I he tweeted this 20 hours ago. He's clearly read all his emails. Maybe you should email him again. Oh, he's tweeted it. Yeah, hmm. well, he tweeted oh, that no. he read all his emails. Oh. You've read all the messages in your inbox. Gmail, come on, don't be so condescending. I don't need a woo-hoo. I'm a grown adult, not a kindergartner. Wow, he's a grown he's a grown adult. I thought he was a kindergartner because his comic <laughs> I didn't know he was this mature. Oh, he hates he hates when something says woo-hoo, but sex with cartoon characters? 
that's just the funniest shit because you don't expect it. So unexpected and random. Alec Robbins, you cheeky little genius. So I don't know. I don't think he has read all his emails because I. Uh, I think I he's know. scared. He probably read it and just he couldn't respond. Yeah, he's spooked out of his mind. Yeah. Because uh, my parody is so good. Because it has the college buddies. Everyone likes the college buddies. And uh, it has right. jaundice. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's it's very slick. And then Dan Backslide is in the back of panel two. He says he'll steal them. That's a nice little reference. I drew Dan Backslide in there. And uh, I'm better at drawing anything than he is. Like, this version of Betty Boop doesn't even look that good. And uh, earlier this week, there was a fan art posted of this comic strip about stolen cartoon characters. And it looked better than the comic strip itself. You know, that's a problem if your fan art looks better than comic. Because ideally, it should be a competent artist. But yeah, this is the sort of fella who I assume the BNS bunch is talking about when they talk about good art. You know, th this guy is the ultimate stuff because he's he's famous. He's got all the views. He's got it made. He sells 12 copies of his comic every day. He makes 200 a, a day. He makes those fat stacks. And someone pointed this out. If he sells uh, 12 of his comic, he sells about 12 of his comic a day. And each one of these, I kid you not, there's two, there's two volumes. And each one is 16. So 12 times 16 is almost 200. And uh, if, you, if you buy both volumes, that's 400 a day. This guy is raking in the fat stacks. And what BNS assumes is that a good comic, you know, they just assume this. They assume that a good comic, you can tell it's good if it sells a lot. But what they don't take into account is the fact that guys like this exist. Guys who have been on Eric Andre and work for Absolutely Productions. Uh, that doesn't mean his comic is good. That just means he has hundreds and hundreds of fans before he even starts his comic. And uh, it should also be known, of course, that this comic, first episode, was posted February 28th of 2020. College Buddies, the original trilogy, uh, original In Space and at the Feetball, was finished by November of 2018. So College Buddies is two years older than Mr. Boop. And uh, Mr. Boop has made a lot more money than uh, college buddies. And that's, you know, I assume what the trolls mean when they say, take some time to develop your art. You know, this fellow, in, in uh, less than six months, he becomes the world's most famous cartoonist because he's been on Eric Andre, and his comic is about he finds breasts attractive, which is the funniest thing ever. How, you know, so I don't know. He says he's read all his emails, but I don't think he has. I think I don't think he wants to. I don't think he he can paradise college buddies good enough. Uh, I'm kind of hoping he'll respond. He's got he's got a, a little less than a month left, so we'll see what happens. But that is an interesting tweet. I had no idea he read all the messages, but I guess guess he had and he's he's just scared or maybe he's referring to a previous time when he's uh read all his emails you know i assume he has thousands because like everyone is emailing him all the time because he's just so famous he's 
he gets those big, those big, uh, those fat stacks. He makes those fat stacks. And uh, to be honest, after reading Alec Robbins's comic strip, I read it in full just to give it a chance, and it was as bad as I thought it'd be. After reading Alec Robbins, I feel guilty uh, picking on Bill Wirtz in Bill Wirtz and the Fat Stacks Adventure. Compared to Alec Robbins, Bill Wirtz is like, like, you know, he hasn't been on Eric Andre. Just rose to the top because people liked him, and that's that's actually okay. I should probably do a, an Alec Robbins charity <laughs> video at some point because this guy is actually what's wrong with content nowadays. Bill Wirtz, you know, his growth was out of his control because he wasn't well known as a giant celebrity on Adult Swim, the world's biggest, uh, the world's biggest network. You know, so. Alec Robbins, interesting stuff, interesting comic. It's a good example in, in how how little people care enough nowadays to to sue you. I guess I guess he just knows he's not going to get sued no matter what because he's famous and big. And you know, why would why would anyone sue him? Disney doesn't give a shit. Warner Bros. doesn't give a shit. They're already making fat stacks, and technically. It's a parody, so you know he'll never get sued. He'll never be happening. But he always acts like it's like this giant thread, like, "Oh man, I'm gonna get sued because I'm so edgy. My comic is so original." The candid here, he's a fellow who introduced me to uh, Alec Robbins's work. What do you think of uh, Alec Robbins's work as a whole? What are what are your thoughts on Alec Robbins? Uh, no strong opinions one way or the other. Oh, I see. No strong opinions. Because you said you, you'd buy, you'd actually buy both volumes of Mr. Poop, even though they're free online, and they're $16 a piece. Like, each one is like 100 or so comic strips. College Buddies is a better deal than that. $16 used to be the price I charged uh, per issue of College Buddies, because I had this guzzling inkjet printer, and it was a big, it, it was it was too much, it was too high a price, and I knew that, but I had to pay for the ink, and the ink was inefficient. And then I got a toner printer, and it works much better. And what I think is going on here is, Alec Robbins has an inkjet printer, and he's printing them off on his guzzling inkjet printer, but he doesn't bother to buy a more economic printer, because he doesn't care about offering the best possible price to the consumer. He's just like... I'll just keep it that way, $16, sure. And he knows that nobody will boycott his comic just because uh, it's too expensive. Uh, because, you know, he's 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 got those fat stacks. He's made that bag. So, interesting stuff. Alec Robbins, what a, what a dumb cartoonist. Oh, gosh, here we go. It's today's Mr. Poop number 154. This is absolutely gut-busting hilarious. So, Lois Griffin, from Seth MacFarlane's hilarious animated sitcom Family Guy, Peter Griffin, and she's walking Brian, the Family Guy dog. So funny because he's on a leash, and normally he walks around, but in this version, he's on a leash. So the idea is they haven't met yet and uh for s somehow 
and this comic, they actually meet. I guess in the last panel, they either kiss or have sex, but who knows? Uh, someone says, there's so much happening in the boop-verse right now, I can't take it. There's just so much going on. The Family Guy characters meet, and then something, and then there's a black panel, you know, incredible use of space, just an entire panel that's just nothing. Doesn't and even then, say censored. Yeah, it's just it's just black, you know. I think it's like a Marvel reference because he's got like Endgame at the top, right? So I think maybe they got like snapped out of existence or some shit like that. Right. He's just he's just he's just taking right, right. Why didn't I notice that? That could be it, or it could just be that they smooch or they have sex or something. Who knows? Yeah, I'm not up on the lore. I feel like if we were like reading it every day, we would understand this strip. I have like, read it every day. I've read the whole <laughs> thing beginning to end, and I still have no idea what this is. I think it's just that he knows it by calling it Mr. Boop Endgame. He can appeal to all the Marvel fans, and by using recognizable characters, such as Seth MacFarlane's Family Guy, he can appeal to all the Family Guy fans. This comic doesn't say anything about Family Guy. It's just the Family Guy characters not being married, but they're supposed to be married, but they're not yet. Uh... Someone says, there's so much happening in the boop verse right now, I can't take it. There's just so much going on. There's a black panel of nothing. You know, that's some serious action right there. College Buddies with its intricate subplots and storylines? Who needs that? I want Mr. Boop. Where, where it's just that there's recognizable characters from a TV show. How funny and original can you get? This is, this is the this is the good stuff right here. So yeah, this is this. I can't stand this guy. So I hope he responds soon. Because honestly, I would prefer it if he does a parody of College Boys. That could be interesting, but I kind of doubt he will. Uh, anywho, uh, let's open the floor up to some questions. If I could ask one last question before I go. I've had it. Uh, I've do had you it. think uh, this Alec Robinson's was inspired by the uh, Tawana Bible counterfeit comics from uh, the 20s and 30s? The, the Tijuana Bible? Mm -hmm. I, should, I don't know. I don't, I don't think he was. I don't think he's that cultured. And again, I okay. think... I think that the Tijuana Bibles are a good example of a comic that gets brought up too much like oh wow people were horny back then too you know crazy shit these parodies yeah i doubt i doubt alec robbins is thinking of that because it's not even it's not even it's not even sexually provocative the above comic is just two boring cartoon characters that he ripped off just talking like look at the bottom comic that's art compared to mr boop got all that shading on her dress and you know even then you know tijuana uh, bibles aren't the best stuff so if mr boop was inspired by tijuana bibles i'd think why be inspired by that there's better comics to take take an influence from mm -hmm. uh like for instance uh in in watchmen uh there's the scene where silk specter uh, to Lori Jupiter or whatever goes into Sally Jupiter's house and Sally Jupiter's all old and she's like, you were in a Tijuana Bible? It's like, yeah, 
you know, but Alan Moore thinks that the reader has never heard of Tijuana Bibles before. So, oh my gosh, they existed. This is crazy. There was pornography earlier than now. This is this is bonkers, you know. Uh, but yeah, I wouldn't say Mr. Boop is inspired by that. I think Mr. Boop is part of an ongoing trend of unoriginal, lazy content that's that's churned out under the guise of being some kind of incredible, uh, you know, stuff. And he can defend it being like lazy because he can say it's ironic. I'm purposefully feeding you garbage, you know. Just make a good comic, you know. You can do it. I don't know if I don't know if Alec Robbins can. He probably couldn't. But you know, he he defends it by saying, "It's just a comic. It's just for funsies. It's just a joke," you know. And that's not an excuse uh, for a lack in quality. I've never defended my comics like that. I think that's that's one thing which uh, the BNS crowd finds off-putting. Is it? I take comics seriously as a medium, you know. I don't, I don't, I don't see them as some kind of joke. I suppose if I just said, "It's just a comic. It's just a big joke. Just one big ongoing laugh," uh, then they might be like, "Oh, you're so easygoing, and your work is ironic." You know, some some fellows have said that like college boys is supposed to be ironic or something. Well, it's not. It's a hundred percent sincere comic that, you know, I think has some potential. Uh, satirically, but you know, and not all satire is insincere. Comedy mm-hmm. doesn't equal insincerity. The best comedians just say what they're thinking instead of being insincere uh, weirdos. You know, think I think if every comedian just lied to their audience and didn't say what they actually thought, they wouldn't be very popular. You know, authenticity is kind of important. But uh, Alec Robbins gets by because. He's just a, he's just famous, you know. He's just all these fat stacks. He's only got like twice the subscribers on YouTube I do, but he makes those fat stacks behind the scenes. I think another thing that's odd is every one of these strips is free, but people will just buy uh, the the print copy, I guess, to appear like, uh, oh, we we we're cultured. We have paper comics, you know. If he want, if he really values like uh, paper comics, maybe he should publish stuff that's not free, because then people could feel like they're buying something. But these fellows are essentially buying nothing, you know, because uh, the whole story is just read the whole just free. He's just giving it away free, but he's proving that he can just sell n- absolutely nothing. He can just convince people to buy something that they can already access uh, for free. Just uh, you know, oh, sixteen dollars per. Per issue, uh, it's not good. It's it's pretty bad. I I think I think uh, I think it's not a very good comic. And I think Alec Robbins should be ashamed of what he's doing to the comics industry. And to think that this this comic is more successful than mine, even though mine is two years older and uh, funnier and more well made. It's a good example of uh, how BNS thinks about comics. You know, they think a good comic will sell and a bad comic won't sell because they don't see the world in a complex fashion where there are a lot of external factors at play. They just think that if a comic is good, people will buy it because people always make the best choices when buying things. You know, 
people aren't fallible, they're completely infallible, you know. The consumer isn't isn't perfect the same way a voter isn't perfect. Anyone is anyone is susceptible to all kinds of bullshit. So Mr. Boop is a good example of that. Thank you for answering my question. All right. You're you're welcome, sir. Anywho, on to the next topic at hand, the Frederick Knudsen uh, the Frederick Knudsen trailer. It's got one fi uh, 350 views. It's doing pretty good. But it has racked up quite a bit of controversy from fellows who, believe it or not, would not like to see Frederick Knudsen cover Nicholas Comics. Now, you'd think if they really believe that they're correct, they would want a video made to make fun of me, right? Because Frederick Knudsen would review all the facts and come to the conclusion that I'm a lunatic. But what they, but what they know deep down is that I'm not insane, and they're responsible, and uh, they need to man up and take some responsibility. And this uh, this documentary would force them to accept what they've done, come to terms with it, you know, stare it, stare it in the face, because then it would be documented, and the story would be well known. You know, they wouldn't get away scot-free. They'd have to be reprimanded for their actions, and they don't like that. So... I've got uh, two comments here, which I've never read before. Just clicking on them now. One of them says, it's a it's a, a fecal emoji. There's a fellow spamming it up with fecal emojis. But uh, this is on a post I made a few days ago. Aren't you the guy making tons of alt accounts to avoid getting a site-wide ban or something? So then another fellow says... Uh, this isn't Fred's Reddit. I don't think he has a subreddit, and you are a complete jackass if you think spamming lies to popular people on the internet will make you richer. <coughs> he says, uh, you don't need to say sir that much. It is fake authenticity, I think, overcompensating on the politeness to make other people let their guard down. Saying sir every other sentence makes you seem really disingenuous. Lay off the sirs a bit if you want to be taken seriously. You know, very respectable, making fun of the way someone talks, someone's dialect. That's very, that's very reliable. I trust these people because, you know, they, they demand that I talk the way they want me to talk. You know, they're not bigots at all. Uh, they say, what else they say? They say, if you want to sound professional, try not to use the same word too much. It's a thing writers do that I learned from someone infinitely more capable of selling something than you. So I say, I use the same words all the time, sir. It's not necessarily repetitive, provided you space the identical word out in a harmonious fashion. You can't learn writing, sir. Writing's an art. Either you write good or you don't. If you want to expand your pathetic little worldview, I suggest reading Naked Lunch by William S. Burroughs. It's some good stuff. Just a bunch of cretins going around and doing stupid things. And he repeats words a shit ton. But it doesn't matter because he's not a picky moron like this teacher of yours probably was. And he says... I recommend shutting up with the faux intellectual bullshit and speak like an honest person. The guy I mentioned wasn't a teacher. He's a guy on YouTube that actually knows what the hell he's talking about and has written a few books. Now, so they accuse William S. Burroughs of being uh, pseudo-intellectual or faux-intellectual, they call it. 
the weekly Q&A. I'm Ernico asks, what did I walk into? It's a weekly Q&A. Feel free to ask whatever questions you want in the voice chat. Any questions uh, from Nightmare Nico? So, anywho, this fella says, uh, one fe another fella says, you emailed him. He didn't respond, which means, and then I say, it means he's a busy guy, and that's okay. I can wait. He says, if you can wait, then why would you post this open letter in not one, not two, but five different subreddits within a 24-hour period? You know, heaven forbid I make my campaign public and known to a general audience. Oh, can't do that, because no one's interested in this. No one wants this to come to fruition, you know. I suppose these fellows don't think there's a large group, you know, campaigning for this to happen. I don't do this because I want attention. It's all in the name of good, honest journalism. You know, to, to have the full story heard. And that's kind of necessary. This fellow says, so, this fellow says, you can say what you want. Just know no one else will take you seriously either. Politeness has diminishing returns. And I say, would you prefer I be an asshole to you? I can do that too. And he says, sure thing. Let loose. Better than wearing a fake mask in order to sell shitty comics no one wants. And I say, sir, this isn't a fake mask. I do call people sir all the time. This is who I am. I would like to treat you with decorum and scruples, but it would seem you want to be treated like a turd taco. Why would you want me to be impolite to you? Are you some sort of masochist? And I say, nope. I just hate fake people. I did a bunch of reading on you, and you have a track record of being a fascist, a liar, and even threatened others. You don't treat others with decorum. You know, what this fella doesn't seem to understand is that People vary from time to time, depending on who they're talking to, you know. I can treat people with decorum if they respect me, or if... I don't know why he thinks I'm a fascist. That's a good question. Very common, uh, very common rumor. I don't know. I think what it is, is they look at BNS. They take one look at BNS, and they just think, Well, everyone here must be honest. This is all 100% legit, you know. Because uh, there's two posts in particular that uh, the guys look at, and then they're like, oh, man, he's a fascist, even though all his comics are very liberal. He's, he's a fascist, of course. You know, he's, 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 a, he's an alt-right, because, you know, because uh, his comics is bad. That must mean he's an alt-right. Oh, that's a good question. Can I ask you about uh, the Pogs and Book of Mormon video? That's a good question. That's a that's a pretty fun video that doesn't get brought up much. That that's kind of my uh, my uh, my Mormon video. I'm probably not going to do another video on Mormonism ever again. But the idea being, uh, I have an I have a very old copy of both the Book of Mormon from the '90s and uh, some Pogs. So I thought. What if I juxtapose these two things in a in a funny and humorous way? And at the time, uh, the Nicholas Comics Discord was filled with a lot of haters, and it was hard to tell the the haters from the uh, non-haters. So one fella, you know, 
I make a joke about Mormonism and how dumb it is because I am an atheist and I have the right to mock whatever faith I want because, you know, those are my beliefs and I expect my beliefs to be respected. So I made a good humored jab at Mormonism. And one fellow is like, I'll make fun of the Mormons. That's offensive. Mormons is good people. The citizens of Deseret, you know, they, they are indefensible, you know. And, uh, you know, I, I make fun of Joseph Smith, and I call him a fraud and everything. Oh, gosh, Mormonism. Pretty much everything. You know, it, it's the same as Scientology just 100 years earlier. Uh, Joseph Smith is a good example of, you know, just a very early cult leader who knew how to brainwash a bunch of people. And, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't make a video about, like, a real religion like Catholicism or something, because... That's a broad. That's a broad demographic. You know, that's a large group of people. But a uh, Mormon, Mormon, uh, Mormonism is just a fake religion. And uh, of course, when I made this Mormon video, and my Mormon video isn't even particularly offensive. I don't say anything about Mormons. It's just pogs in the Book of Mormon, and there is a frame with Joseph Smith, and there's blood dripping out of his eyes. But it's my right as an American to make. You know, some funny, some funny religious videos if I want. I don't know what Mormons would think about my video. None have ever approached me. They'd probably not like it. I don't know. I, I personally don't really care about what Mormons think. But the trolls really went crazy on this. They said, now Nick is trolling religious subs. As, you know, as if uh, religious stuff is like... Uh, Beyond beyond commentary, you know, beyond talking about, you can't you can't mock the Mormons because they're the most respectable and and real religion on earth, you know. Uh, so th I I don't even think the BNS bunch knows what a Mormon is, uh, but they say so now. Nick is trolling religious subs. That's worse than trolling normal subs. I'm trolling religious subs now. I'm evil, you know. Now Nick is trolling religious subs. Dear God. So, uh, Ouija is Yoshi, who is one of the early trolls who's, who, uh, yeah, they do. They hate gays. They're not, they're not, they're not nice people, but BNS is defending them here because they want to defend, uh, whoever I don't like. They'll, you know, the, the, the enemy of your enemy is your friend or whatever. So they do, they, they jump to the rescue of the, of the decent and honest and good Mormons. And Ouija is Yoshi, who's one of the earliest trolls. He, he was, uh, was kind of a, a pre-BNS troll. He says, I mean, he denied genocide before, so it's not surprising he ins he insult religion to this point, you know, as if fucking religion is the same as denying genocide. I don't know why they're saying I denied genocide. That is one of the great mysteries. I get why they say I'm a fascist, because there was a post on Ben Nicholas Cicada that made me out to look like a fascist, but I have no idea what the uh, denial of genocide thing is. This Ouija is Yoshi guy, he's insane. He's, he's, he actually suffers from some kind of mental disorder, and he's still posting today. He, uh, he took over the entire College Buddies subreddit, uh, spammed it up full of stupid memes. He, uh, he stole it. He, he said that uh, he's made an account claiming that uh, he's my mother. He's made an account claiming that I stole his comics uh, and College Buddies is his. And nobody even took him seriously, but he was instrumental in starting the troll movement. 
he said that, and and the, the most uh, ridiculous claim he made is that I denied the rape of Nanjing. And he just went around and kept repeating, Nicholas denied the rape of Nanjing. It happened. He said it didn't happen. He's Yeah, he's very active. I think he has some kind of mental disorder. And again, this is the fella who's been on Reddit for two years, harassed me, personally targeted me, stalked me all to hell and back. And uh, and he's allowed to, to stay on there, and uh, he's never been banned once. Uh, that's pretty crazy, yeah. How did it start? I don't know. The first time this guy spoke to this guy, I think it was... I don't know. I think it was just that he was, you know, a random troll out there. I don't know how he became obsessed with me and my comics. I think he's he's either... He either has some kind of mental disorder, or he's very young. Maybe he's like 13 or something. And he's French. He constantly brags about how he's French, you know. And uh, he's like, I'm French. So, you know, he thinks that makes... And I like the French. I like France. I like a lot of stuff from France. So to, to know that he lives there is just kind of sad. Because, you know, there's a... He's, he, He's a sh disgrace to his country. Yeah, it's not something to brag about. And Ronald Bolton, uh, the fellow behind Etch and the Gorilla Brain story, meme legend all around, he said this on uh, Nicholas uh, Cicada Memes, I think it was. I've got to go on snoo.notabug to find the full story. And I would suggest if, if uh, Frederick Nudson does this video, he should look on snoo. There's a lot of removed threads there, a lot of the stuff that uh, has been deleted over time. Very, very helpful resource, you know, very, very good stuff. Uh, so here's how uh, he says, what does he say? Uh, so we got five crazy, oh, here it is. Uh, we've got, where are you, Imagine being so annoying, blah, blah, blah. Oh, gosh. This is pretty, uh, this is pretty bizarre. I can't see it. But anyway, uh, what do I think of the BLM protests? Great stuff. Uh, those fellows have every right to be angry. Uh, just great stuff all around. It's nice to see some fellows being motivated, doing some political awareness, political activism. That's a, it's a political movement that defined the 2010s. So yeah, uh, Black Lives Matter, great movement. Maybe if I get some orders, I might donate a bit to them because uh, they certainly deserve it. Uh, oh, here's here's an interesting and uh, hilarious post from uh, here's here's Ouija is Yoshi at his at his funniest. Uh, this, this is funny, okay. So he's accusing me of theft, keep in mind. He's accusing me of, of, of fraud. Uh, and this is what he, what he says, okay. He says, and he, and he spaces everything out very, very, uh, bizarrely. He says, okay, you want to know why I think it's a scam? Because you don't sell it. Let me explain. You do a potential deal that is person if an amount of money by the letter. And you give back object but the same way. 
except that they're a catch. What forces you to give back the money? Nothing. And if someone tried to complain to the police, well, the police can't do anything because this person cannot prove that he sended the money because, well, there is no paper proving it. And if this person complain on your social media page, well, you can just say he lies and he cannot prove that he is saying the truth. And there is also you marketing, but it has nothing to do with scam, even if blackmailing people is a thing that happens a lot in scams. Edit, there is also the fact that you didn't copyright your comics books. It's suspicious, but it doesn't prove anything. Yeah, so he admits at the end there that nothing he says is a valid point. It's all just bullshit. And uh, I don't know if English is his first language. Uh, either he's, you know, very young or he's, or he's, he's not very good at English, which would be passable. But it seems like even if this was translated well, I think it, it wouldn't make any sense because this is the beginning of the theory. What started BNS? What are my opinion on maps? That's that's a question. What are maps? What is that? I don't know about that. But anyway, this well, minor attracted persons. I don't know. Whatever someone's uh, sexual orientation is, fine. You know, eat your own. Uh, I've said often. Uh, an, a selling point I've made pretty often is that, uh, you know. If you buy some Nicholas comics, all the women will smooch you, or all the men, or all the gay guys, or all the lesbians, or, or whichever, you know. If you buy some Nicholas comics, uh, you'll be incredibly attractive to the opposite sex. That's, uh, that's a claim I've made quite a bit. But at any rate, Ouija is Yoshi. This fellow was kind of the, the fellow who started all. He's pretty interesting. He's a, he's a proto, he's a pre-BNS troll. And uh, he's, he claimed that I, I had scammed someone. And uh, he even made a post about it. He made a bunch of fake posts where he lied. And it was very obvious it was him, because I could tell, because, uh, you know, he writes like, he writes like, like meatloaf. And um, he claims that there's nothing to force me to give back the money. There's no laws. Uh, the person who sent me money can't prove that he sent the money, even though he could. You know, I've said this often. If you want, uh, a, if you want some insurance on your order, and just take a video of you dropping it in the mailbox. Easy enough. There's some proof. And this fella says that I can just deny that people send me orders forever. That I could scam everyone and become the richest person on earth. Uh, this fella doesn't understand how how a scam works. He doesn't understand the mentality of a scammer. He doesn't understand jack shit. He's probably like 12 or something. It's, it's pretty sad. Do I have a favorite snack? If so, what's a snack someone could wake you up for at any time? Uh, watermelon. I, I can't get enough of watermelon, especially in summer. It's, it's just the best stuff, you know. Watermelon. Just a giant plate of watermelon. I don't... Uh, I don't even know how much the capacity my stomach can hold, but every time I get a hold of a watermelon, I just want to eat the whole thing. Just scoop both halves out with the big spoon, or uh, I've tried uh, slicing off the outer skin, 
and uh, just eating it like a giant berry or something like that. You know, there's a lot of different ways to eat a watermelon, but I can't get enough watermelon. Watermelon is uh, the best fruit. Uh, haven't done any drugs. That's that's a question. You know, uh, some people uh, some people say I'm on drugs or something. Uh, that's an unsubstantiated claim, and although Herman the Hitchhiker, my upcoming comic, is all about marijuana and marijuana culture, I've never done marijuana. Uh, I think I've I've often told the BNS guys to do some marijuana because they need to chill out. But uh, you know, I'm not legal age, and even once I am legal age, I probably won't be very interested in marijuana. Cause um, I don't know. I'm not hyperactive or anything, so odds are I won't need to calm down. My favorite Batman movie. Yeah. And Michael Keaton. That's the best one. So good. And it's got the excellent soundtrack by Prince. Uh, one of my favorite movie scenes is Jack Nicholson, and he's dancing to Party Man. He's like, let's open our eyes, gentlemen. You know, good stuff. And Michael Keaton's Batman is just, it's the best. It's the best Batman movie. Yeah, you should see that one. If you've seen The Dark Knight or you've seen the 60s TV show, which for some reason is still popular, uh, that's nothing compared to Tim Burton. Everyone likes Tim Burton, but no one no one uh, gives the Tim Burton Batman enough enough credit. That's, that's the best Batman movie. I watched Joker. Yeah, and I actually like Joker. I don't like Heath Ledger. I think Heath Ledger is, is dumb. Joaquin Phoenix was pretty cool, and uh, it's got Robert De Niro, and I can't hate Robert De Niro, you know. Any movie with Robert De Niro is a guaranteed winner. So since it had Robert De Niro, I, I, I enjoyed uh, Joker. Uh, his last name is Money. That's interesting. That's interesting. I thought he was, uh, I thought he was Italian. But uh, Taxi Driver meme, for anyone who hasn't seen it, Good meme all around. Robert De Niro. And uh, the BNS guys say, post to a relevant subreddit. And then I, you know, I post to r slash taxi driver, which is like the most relevant subreddit possible for this meme because it's about taxi driver. And uh, they say, this isn't, doesn't belong here. It's propaganda. It's just, it's not propaganda, you know. Nicholas Comics aren't a political ideology, but I suppose... Yeah, there is a sub for the movie Taxi Driver, and it's actually it's actually pretty big. I didn't I didn't expect it, but you know, when I saw it, I was like, "Wow, this is the most relevant possible sub I can post my my Taxi Driver meme to." And they're just like, "Screw this, the meme doesn't go here. It's not related to Taxi Driver. That is perfect for that sub." But they're like, "No," and they called it propaganda. I don't know what that's about, you know. It's a it's a good meme, and there were three in the series altogether. Uh, it's a good meme series. I one of the best, but I like I like the cable fellow, and uh, yeah, propaganda for good comics. But I don't think they know the difference between uh, propaganda and and marketing. I don't think they. Oh. Uh, which comic is this? What's what's this one called? Uh, it's a book called Seen But Not Heard. Oh, Seen But Not Heard. 
a pantomime comics. I'm not a big fan of these. I suppose the appeal of pantomime comics lies in the fact that uh, that no matter what country you're from, you can you can uh, you can read them. But really, the only reason they exist is so that translators don't have to work as much, you know. Because no matter what country you're in, they'll be funny. But the fact of the matter is, I can't identify with characters who are mute. I don't like Sergio Aragonas much. This cartoon looks a little a little better than Sergio Aragonis, but uh, still not as funny as College Buddies. You can do so much with wordplay. I think comics need to accept that they're a mixture of words and art. If you don't, a comic can't function one without the other, you know. I find it odd that, you know, some fellow says, uh, oh, a comic can't be all text, or then it would just be a novel, you know. But comics like this with no text are considered, like, the best stuff you know everyone's like oh man this comic's good because it's all art no text just just people with speech bubbles with little pictures on them you know yeah silent comedies are fine those are good because they were you know they they were developed in a, in a period of, of technical limitations and as a result keaton and chaplin everyone had to be creative about what they did with the medium you know you had you had to convey a story with no words and that's challenging comics have never had technical restraints because even back in the 20s they had word bubbles and nobody drew comics like this without word bubbles because that would be weird you know because the idea of a comic is to tell a story with both pictures and words and uh, so i think that's part of the reason why Back in the day, movies and comics were equally respected because comics, people, people uh, realized that comics fulfilled a different purpose, you know. Movies were for visuals and comics were more for subtle, you know, innuendos and stuff because they could do what a movie couldn't. They could talk, you know. But and Jeff could say things and Chaplin couldn't because you couldn't record audio. So I think... Uh, I think the silent comedies are fine. I don't mind those, but this kind of pantomime comic is not is not caused by uh, silent comedies, and it tries to do the same thing, but it doesn't work because you know that the artist could use words and just chooses not to because you can't think up a good joke. I guess the joke of this one is there's a cat, and his nose falls off, and then he gets a fish, and his nose is a fish now. And then a guy comes up and and then he gets his nose back. Like that's not that funny. College buddies is a lot funnier. But uh that's not as bad as Mr. Boop or anything. That's okay. It's it's not it's not abysmal. It's mediocre. There's three types of comics. There's good comics, mediocre comics, bad comics. It's that's a simple enough distinction between the three. Anyway, any questions? I'll open the floor up to some questions now. It's 4.07. We're about halfway through Q&A. So, uh, well, it doesn't have to be fixed. As of right now, I don't have any uh, local orders. So I only really use the trike for local orders. And even if I do get a local order, I'll, I'll probably just walk. I haven't been out of the house much, so it'll be nice to get out and, and walk somewhere and deliver someone their comic, you know. But it doesn't have to be fixed. But if I get some orders, I could fix it. It'll be 
a little over a hundred. I don't know. Uh, I couldn't figure out the uh, the issues on my own. They're very subtle, you know. Is, is screws too loose here, too tight there? Yeah. I hope I do get some local orders or national orders. Uh, I ship internationally, in fact. I ship just about anywhere an order comes from. As of yet, I've got about five, uh, five uh, American orders and one guy from Italy. That was interesting. I got an order from Italy, paid me in 10 euros. Interesting stuff. Anywho, and interesting stuff overall. Uh, Frederick Knudsen. Uh, have I ever had anyone order from Asia? Uh, no, just from Italy. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if Asia is very, uh, you know, because uh, over in China they have the Great Firewall. Uh, I don't yeah, like... A lot of Chinese traffic to Encyclopedia, so... They may hear about Nicholas Comics through ones like the media. I don't. I uh, you know. I, I don't. Uh, I don't like anime and manga much, so I don't assume to get many orders from Japan. I don't know. It it it, it may turn out that Asia is my biggest consumer. Who knows? But as as of yet, I've gotten one order from from Italy, which is interesting. But I do ship anywhere. Anywhere I can. I suppose not Iraq or North Korea or anything. But other than that, you know, I try and I try and ship wherever. And uh, I I am trying to work on a just kind of a translation of College Buddies first, just into Spanish because there's a lot of a lot, a lot of Mexican people around. You know, some very very uh, diverse demographic, and I feel they ought to have some. Is that coming along? It's coming along nice. If I if I get a, a letter entirely in Spanish, I will have to will have to buckle down and try and make it so that you know it's in Spanish. And it might it might turn out to be pretty interesting. Amigos de Universidad, the colegio over there is a high school, pretty interesting. Amigos de Universidad, we call. I guess, because, you know, they don't have a more specific term for buddies, uh, apart from friends. They might, you know, but that's the problem with, with uh, Spanish courses. I've taken one, and uh, they don't teach you the, the you know, the, the regional dialects and all the, you know, all the terms. Because, you know, you think, wow, English has all these synonyms for, you know, friend, for example. you got friend, pal, buddy, uh, you know. They all sound different and, you know, all carry different connotations. I assume the Spanish do have a word besides amigos to describe cohorts, but who knows what they are? I don't know. I assume they gotta. You know, and you look at a... Is that a... Who's that? Roz Chast? Or no, no, it's the uh, guy from Mad Magazine. Duke Bissell. No, no this it's, comic it, is... Uh... Who's it's, it's the same guy as Duke Bissell, I can tell. No, it's by a woman. It's it's Miriam Elgenberg. Well, yeah, but it's the same guy as Duke Bissell. Oh yeah, Ever at a Duke Bissell. It's one of the the worst features of Mad Magazine. It just ran for like ten ten issues or something. But for some reason, I have a bunch of two thousands Mad Magazines. Very bad stuff. But yeah, it's it's that guy. It's not Raz Chance. It's uh, the same guy as 
Yeah, this is, a, this is a comic about cancer. Oh no, it's PCV. That lady must be a taking a cue from PCV or a, a PCV or whatever. It looks a lot like that. I guess not. Huh. It's about cancer. I don't know. Cancer. Yeah, I got a 147-page book of these. Oh, gosh. Huh. You know, I think... I think... I don't know. I'm not much of a big fan of uh, comics about one's life. I feel it's selfish to, to just share your own perspective. I make comics about, about, you know, stuff I've never experienced. I've never been to college, but I decided to make a, a comic about college life anyway for the heck of it you know comics can serve as a great perspective expander because you can make these characters and they're very different from yourself you know uh, what comics inspired my own work as i've said no one comic inspired me but as for college buddies what inspired me was a brett kavanaugh scandal you know just the fact that this this uh, guy who is just a giant misogynist and creep could be assigned to one of the highest positions in the country uh, to the best of my knowledge, there's no other comics made about Kavanaugh. That's what College Buddies is really about when you get right down to it. Kavanaugh, you know, gender relations on campus, that sort of thing, but done in a humorous manner. I leave out all the personal experience stuff because I haven't experienced any of it. But, uh, you know, you can make some pretty funny jokes about it. You can, you can really make an interesting comic about college life, college issues, that sort of thing. The key to a good, a, a good, solid political humor is you never get too heavy. You always keep things light. Even when you're dealing with very serious subject matter, treat it like the rest of the comic. You never... Does a comic get too heavy? Like uh, Mouse, for instance. Like the above comic looks like it has some funny little jokes, you know, some funny little sight gags. It's kind of funny. But then there's like Mouse. Mouse is all about... Just the Holocaust and people dying and people starving. And uh, there's no jokes. Never once did I laugh. I just thought, why you, why you want to make a comic about this? It's so depressing. And it's hard. It's just 200 pages of just the recounting of this depressing, sad story. And uh, I go in depth in a comic critique of mine where I compare it to like, uh, good Holocaust fiction like Anne Frank or whatever, but Mouse isn't is uh, one comic I'd cite is getting way too heavy and just trying to be edgy. It's it's one of the edgiest comics of all time as well. It's very edgy. Yeah, there's not a lot of humor in the Holocaust. Like I don't I don't think I could make a a, a comic like a funny comic about the Holocaust. Mad Magazine did once with their Hogan's Heroes parody, but, you know, they are mostly Jewish. But, uh, you know, I wouldn't try and make a comic about the Holocaust. Uh, some of my comics have, like, uh, Hitler and stuff in them. Uh, like if uh, it's, a, it's a retrospective comic or something. It's set in World War II. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't just recount sad holocaust story and pretend like it was a funny comic like Art Spiegelman does. Mouse isn't a very good comic. It's it's not very good. But uh, 
It's it's made the big bucks. Art Spiegelman's got those fat stacks. It's not a very good comic. It's just not. But it gets talked about a a ton. I I have it's one of the biggest, most best selling comics of all time, and I don't see the appeal. I don't know. Anywho, uh, what else? Would I compromise in order to make the big bucks in the comic business? That's an interesting question. Would I compromise? I don't know. I don't want to sell out. I'll I'll do what feels like a like an action with integrity. The the you know the BNS trolls often tell me. You're a failure because you made $10 in a year. And then I say, well, that's kind of on you. You have the money. So if you you don't send me more than $10, I won't have more than $10. And I think what they fail to comprehend is that, a, is that a, you can sell out. I could, I could draw nothing but cartoon characters having sex, and I'd probably make... Uh, tons of money, but I don't want to do that because it doesn't really appeal to me. Well, there's a lot of stuff you can do to make it a lot more money. And the trolls say, you have no orders, and you could make so many more orders if uh, you could make so many more sales if you if you did what we tell you to do, if you, if you did our thing. And uh, they say, I don't want the most orders. I don't want an insane amount of orders three orders a day and i'd be happy i'd feel fulfilled if i got three orders a day this alec robbins guy he gets like 12 orders a day so clearly you know i don't want 12 orders a day that might be a hassle three to five orders a day that's fine if i make a ton of money sure if i make a moderate of money sure the only problem is when i don't make any money off a comic that's existed for two years that's that's the problem. I don't need to make an obscene amount of money or anything. Just enough for basic expenses. You know, just enough so that a few people out there know who the college buddies are and have read my work and, you know, are familiar with it. But apart from that, I don't think I'd compromise. Anywho, let's uh, uh, read a BNS thread. Uh, this one being from... Because it is interesting to read through it. As much as I hate the fellas, I do think it's good to look back at the most absurd moments of their existence. And they're over now, so it's best we learn from history, lest we repeat it. Because there are rumors of a new troll firm. I don't think any of them carry any merit. I think the trolling is done. I think it's, it's through. But let's dig way back. An interesting... Um, Interesting deal. Oh, here it is. Uh, way back. Oh, here we are. This is... Uh... Oh, here we are. So this one is... Uh, let me see. Joe Biden isn't a pedophile. And as someone who's been accused of pedophilia myself, I can identify with Joe Biden. He's going through what I'm going through. He's going through a massive smear campaign. And, uh, you know, I can identify with him. I don't know why I was accused of that. 
Yeah, that is disturbing. But these fellows have also accused me of animal abuse, fascism, the whole gamut. They'll accuse me of whatever they can uh, before sounding like outright lunatics. If you want the uh, full story, let me try and find it. I'll try and find it for you. Uh, I'll post it here in the chat so you can read the, the full transcript. But a post from BNS that's kind of interesting is that... Uh, how low can you go? Nick pretending to have depression to troll r slash r slash depression. So they're playing limbo, I guess. How low can you go? He's pretending to have depression to troll depression. And this is something they'd often use. I've trolled Suicide Watch. I was never on Suicide Watch because, you know, you can't very well... Uh, sell comics to I mean, suicidal people that's not a very uh, that's not a very uh comic uh buying demographic so i don't know why they say i troll suicide watch i never did that but i was on our slash our slash at depression so of course they take this and uh, twist it around so section so in my post, I, I say very simply, Hi there, this is pro-cartoonist Nicholas Sikay, and I'd like to tell you about a problem I have. I've been selling my comics for a year or so now, but I've only sold comics to three people and gotten orders from four people. My mailbox is empty. There are no envelopes full of cash in there. I have no idea why I don't get any orders. It's a real problem for me, as selling comics is my job. Can you imagine getting paid so little for so much work? I don't think I'm the problem. I think you're the problem, because many of you know my comics exist, but you don't buy any. Either way, this is just an awful problem I have, and I am all set to sell the comics here. P.S. I know this may not seem like a depression-related issue, but if I don't sell the comics, I may get depressed. Again, any help appreciated. So I'm not pretending to have depression. I'm just coming forward and saying, if I don't sell any comics, I might get kind of depressed, you know? That's how it is. So he says, it's honestly pathetic to see Nick do this. It's sad for Nick to stoop so low for sympathy. Anyone that tried to show empathy for him will most likely then get an ad shoved in their face from Nick, and then they would buy it because they feel bad for him. It sort of sounds like manipulation, if you asked me. He says, yeah, that sounds about right. He is not very likable to begin with. Uh his attitude and manners. He drives a lot of people away, but doesn't realize it because he's too dedicated to the act. See, there's another classic troll tactic. They, they claim everything I'm doing is some kind of act because with, uh, you know, with the lack of, of uh, authenticity comes a lack of respect. You know, they don't have to respect me because this is all just, just an act. I'm not really uh, trying to sell comics. It's just fake. It's just, just all made up. So this is this is an interesting post, interesting thread. You know, I'm not saying I have depression. I'm just saying I could get depressed, and I could. You know, some people, if they don't sell enough uh, in their in their line of work, you know, they get depressed. You don't, uh, you you know, your your profession isn't validated. You might feel pretty shit. But these fellas, of course, dismiss it as oh, he's trolling everyone. You know, I'm not depressed. 
I feel depressed, but you know, the fact that these fellows don't respect it, it's a, it's a little inappropriate, you know, because I don't have depression, but I'm just saying, might get it. Joe Biden grooming kids. I don't think he has, you know. I think they take these photos of him with the. Uh, her name. Always talking to a child. It's crazy. The president can't do that. I think. Oh, he has a speech impediment. Oh, nice. He gives the kid a hug. Nice. Wow, he helps people with speech impediments. Wow, what a guy. Wow, Biden for president. What a what a great guy, you know. Uh, incredible stuff. Very inspiring. Joe Biden is is this is the stuff. He's 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 the top stuff. That clip, rather than saying he's a pedophile, actually proves what great presidential material he is. Because you know, he cares about his constituents. That's important for a president. You know, I think uh, after Trump, you know, everyone will be uh, on the lookout for. For uh, some kind of, of uh, every president has some kind of bizarre, bizarre sexual deviancy, but that's not how it is. You know, some presidents are some presidents are decent. My favorite president, I gotta say, Obama. I remember the Obama years, great times. Uh, aside from that, my my two others are Kennedy and Lincoln. Kennedy, because he, you know, he landed us on the moon, and he uh, he was a cool guy, and he. He uh, pretty much saved the world, you know, in the Cuban Missile Crisis. And he was just a great president all around, great policies. And my other favorite is Lincoln, because he freed the slaves, you know. Very, uh, very upstanding leader. No, Joe Biden didn't rape any kids. He just says, hey, you got a speech impediment. I can help you out with that. It's a very wholesome thing for a president to do. Unless there's any proof of him saying inappropriate things over the phone. I don't think he does. I think he... I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt that he used to have a stutter. He seems like that sort of guy, you know. Some, he's got some, but he's not mentally ill. He's not a pedophile. He doesn't sexually harass anyone, you know. He uh, he gets up on stage with some women and he like uh, holds her hand or something. That doesn't mean he wants to have sex with them. It just means he respects women, which is uh, important for a presidential candidate. But uh, yeah, I think I think Joe Biden is some high quality presidential material. I think I think he could uh, seriously in the election. I'm going to vote for him. He's he's a darn good president. Anyway, uh, as for the accusations of pedophilia, again, this is why I uh, I identify with Joe Biden because. Every president, you know, has to deal with a smear campaign from the opposing side, but Democrats, they will shit on their own candidate just because they want Bernie. You know, that's sad. 
Biden is a fine, a fine guy, and you bet you I'll be voting by mail. Uh, you know who isn't? I don't mind. That's the way I'd prefer to vote. Actually, I mean, you know, I, I, I the way I, way I'd actually prefer to vote is um. Uh, the old voting booths, you know, they had those cool switches. You'd pull the switch. That's a practice that I don't think gets enough. Uh, it's a practice I don't think gets enough uh, attention because I, you know, you, if you go into a, a voting uh, spot, they just do the same thing. They take the, uh, you know, they just take your poll, you fill out a, a form. It's kind of boring. The switches are cool. They should bring those back. But yeah, I will be voting by mail. That's how I'd prefer to do it, because there's no point going to a voting center just to do what you can do by mail. What are some other things you think don't get enough attention? That's an interesting question. I think, uh, like, what in general uh, is, is underrated? Um, mechanisms? concepts uh, which but yeah i will be voting by mail uh and joe biden great guy i think uh one thing i think doesn't get enough attention is adlai stevenson i made a meme with adlai stevenson it's pretty it's pretty pretty cool i don't think adlai stevenson is in enough memes so i put him in a meme pretty neat adlai stevenson Great guy, even better than Kenny in some respects, because he was even more uh, more liberal. He's a cool guy. But anyway, uh, Joe Biden. So he's being accused of pedophilia and being a sexual harasser, you know, because we're coming out of the Trump years and we think, oh, no, our previous president was a rapist and a misogynist or every president's like that. And that's not always how it is. You know, that's why a president's as the leaders of our country are expected to be a, you know, upstanding people who don't resort to uh, unethical practices. You know, that's why they're expected to be able to behave themselves around children and women and, you know, upstanding members of the populace because they're voted uh, by the people as, you know, this is what we want to represent our country. I think it's perfectly okay for Joe Biden to talk to women or children at the conventions, that's okay, because he's not a pedophile or a misogynist. He doesn't want to rape anyone. He's he's an old guy, you know. He, he doesn't have any libido. So what do you think? You know, you think he's just, you think he's Trump. Trump, Trump is old, and he's got this giant, you know, this giant sexual energy. So you think Biden has the same thing? No. Biden is just an upstanding politician with some great ideas. And uh, you bet your ass I'm going to vote for him. Biden's the shite. Biden is, he was a VP during Obama. I trust him. I trust the guy. Anyone from the Obama administration I'd trust. But Joe Biden? Heck yes. Vice president. And have more uh, exposure than if you're a vice president. That's, you know, many of the presidents used to be vice presidents that's generally how it goes you know you're a vice president you have plenty of experience you can be uh, Pamela Harris you know there's a lot of fellas on the uh, on the democratic end and a lot of fellas on the republican end of course as per usual you know I think 
but Democrats, you know, they don't have the solidarity Republicans do. That's one problem. Because Republicans are all easy to manipulate. You know, they're very stupid. So you can just have one guy and Pete, they'll just vote for him. They don't give a shit, really. There are too many choices on the Democratic end. You got Ocasio-Cortez. You got Chuck Schumer. You got Kamala Harris. Andrew Yang. All these guys all competing. And then you got Bernie Sanders being like, I've got to be the president or... Or I will, or I will, uh, I will uh, be angry, you know. So everyone wants to vote for Bernie. I don't, I don't hate uh, any of Bernie's policies. I think if someone else had those policies, I'd probably vote for them. I don't like Bernie as a person. His policies are fine; they're pretty good. Uh, but I just don't like him as a person. You know, I, I, I not only care about. Uh, policies of a president. I also care about, you know, how that president behaves on the debate stage, and that's kind of important. Who has the higher libido, Trump or Biden? Obviously Trump. That's why he has sex mansions everywhere, because he wants to have sex all the time. You know? Joe Biden doesn't, so I think Joe Biden has got some fine ideas. He's got some got some gosh darn good ideas uh and again that's the problem with democrats they they're confused you know they're not unified that's why trump won 2016 because you can't win an election if half the party is like yeah, i'll vote for hillary hillary is fine i don't give a shit who it is if it's not trump and then the other half is like we wanted bernie so we're gonna vote for trump instead because we can't live without our darling Bernie, Bernie Sanders. You know, so many people obsess over Bernie Sanders. He's not anywhere near as great as everyone thinks he does. Free health care. Plenty of people have had that idea before Bernie Sanders. Free college. Plenty of people have had that idea before Bernie Sanders. But not only do you have to have appealing policies, you've got to be appealing. Bernie isn't appealing. Because, uh, for one, I don't believe he represents the entirety of the United States. All he ever talks about is Vermont and the Bronx. And he talks about how he grew up poor in the Bronx. I've never been to the Bronx. I've never been to Vermont. So I don't know how any of those places are. But, uh, you know, a president has got to appeal to all the states. Or not that good. Joe Biden, I don't think he's he's partial to one region or the other. Joe Biden... Is a very, he's a he's going to be a great president. He's he's presidential material, respectable guy. Uh, he's he's the stuff. Joe Biden is is the tops, uh, and lots of stuff is going to get a lot better after Trump loses because, um, you know, Joe Biden's policies are fine. You know, I think. Uh, I'm not a centrist, but I do think Bernie Sanders gets too much exposure. He's not hes not the only uh, far-left guy out there, you know. And uh, plenty of people have had his ideas before. Nothing wrong with far-left ideas. I would prefer him to, to centrist ideas. I think centrism is weird. How would I convince someone that leans left but doesn't want to vote for Biden to vote for Biden? I'd say... Trump is reason enough, but they usually don't take that. They're like, Trump can't be so bad. 
It's either I get Bernie or I, I want Trump. Because I'm not willing to take any risks with anyone other than Bernie, you know. The fact of the matter is, uh, Biden is a fine politician. He's got some great ideas. He knows how to run a country. He was a vice president. You know, Trump was never anything. Uh, I think that's kind of important to point out. And I think he has plenty of, plenty of experience. But, of course, he's fellas. Uh, the problem is, you know, when you run for president, you're, you're expected to have some controversies and some smear campaigns. You know, the opposing party will dig up your dirt. But in recent years, the Democratic Party has become so divided that uh, they've started just picking on each other and and saying, you know, Democrats will be like, Joe Biden's a pedophile. And I know this because of a clip where he talks to a child at a convention. So that's proof that he's a rapist, you know. Just the most absurd stuff, and that's the sort of stuff that uh, gets the, the the Democrats to lose. That's why I really identify with Joe Biden, because he has to deal with so much shit, uh, and I have to deal with so much shit every day. This is the thread in question, where they accused me of pedophilia. Now, their claim was baseless. They said I was making a, an orgasm face. That's a frame from College Buddies 5, uh, the... College Buddies 5 is out video. You can tell because I'm wearing the sunglasses and the lay and everything. And most notably, I'm not masturbating, but they said I was, and they thought it was an absolute laugh riot. And then they're like, oh, he posted to fellow kids, which means he's a pedophile because fellow kids is a subreddit for children. I guess they don't understand what fellow kids is, either that or they do know what it's for. But they they think that it's uh that it's for uh but but they want to accuse me of being a pedophile. Also, they'll call it whatever it is, you know. It's called fellow kids, so it must be a ch child subreddit. The top is full of fidget spinners and avocados, but it must be that it's a that it's a youngsters subreddit. And here he posted his orgasm face, and I continue to deny it. I'm like, no. And they they just don't let up. So this is a good example of how the the trolls uh, behave. Uh, and this is the sort of stuff that you know they do. They do this. They actually they actually uh, did this. And this this never gets talked about much. And I think Frederick Knudsen should definitely mention that post because that's one of the best examples of them just being total little shits just being the worst people uh just just being absolute monsters for no reason other than that they think they can get a laugh out of me you know so yeah that's that's a effed up post right there that's a good instance where they just come in they don't have any mercy they don't have any any sympathy they'll just do whatever because they know they can get away with it you know? I hope Frederick Knudsen mentions that. He doesn't just ignore it. He doesn't just gloss over it. He mentions that. He points it out that it happened. Yeah, they are kind of insane. Uh, read that post. That will explain just how how low they'll stoop to make fun of pedophilia just to just to derise out of me. That's 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 how low they'll go. It's crazy, and they know. They, they know that fellow kids isn't f for children. 
Reddit has an age limit, you know, but they're like, why did you post it to this one? Because it's an orgasm face. I guess they think the word orgasm is funny or something. We may never know for sure. It's, it's pretty sad. What do you Anywho, think of that uh, comic I posted? Oh, that comic. Hmm. That comic there. Nancy and Jeannie. Hmm. Ah, that's pretty funny. It's supposed to be the uh, the Grim Reaper or something. Yeah, yeah. The, it's from a book called uh, the, "The Death Takes a Day Off." Yeah, that's an okay. It's comic. a collection of comic strips. Gosh, I don't hate that. Is that a is that a Canadian comic? Uh, I'm actually not sure where it comes from. I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, Death Takes a it's Day Off. Death, death Takes a Holiday. That's what it's called. Sorry. Yeah. That's actually an okay comic strip. That's the best one you've posted today. Because it, uh, it doesn't... It's 1934 pre-code romantic drama. Oh, wait. No, that's what it's named after. Uh, okay, sorry. Uh, There's a movie that's got the same name. Oh, interesting. I can... I, I, I like the first one. That's... Yeah, that's yeah. That, pretty... I, that's why I posted it. I thought you would like... Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty funny comic. I could probably maintain that level of detail, but this fella doesn't <laughs> have to. One's forcing him to. Yeah, uh, that's that's a pretty good comic. That's that's not so bad. That's actually that's actually a pretty good comic. Um, that's a pretty pretty interesting comic. But yeah, as Kippy oh, says, the anti the uh, anti Nicholas people. Are absolutely insane. They will they will say anything, do anything because they know that they're not going to get called out for their bullshit. And uh, you know the fact that there hasn't been any documentary or any or any uh, you know set document of what they've said and done means that they can get away with just about anything. It's pretty uh, it's pretty disgusting. They can they can accuse me of absolutely anything. They've accused me of burying small animals out in my garden. Hey, pedophile, I heard that the reason you started that garden out in your backyard is because you kill small animals and bury them back there. <laughs> you know, uh, just the craziest stuff, but they get away with it. Uh, the best strategy isn't to ignore trolls. The best strategy is to publicly ridicule them as much as possible. That's that's uh, how to get rid of them, you 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 showcase all all their all the stuff they say all the stuff they do because if you don't then they'll they can they can do whatever they want without any uh, repercussions. Here's a question. Oh, twelve parts to the story, uh, the genie story. Yeah, I'm not gonna post all of them, but uh, there, there's the that's that's pretty interesting. Too. They look pretty good. Gosh, that's 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 a good example of a of a competent comic. Much better than a much better than a Alec Robbins. I sure wish uh, Alec Robbins. Took I've been trying to I've been trying to find stuff that's like a similar style to yours, so that like because like all the, there was, like I posted a couple like black and white, you know, yeah. no background. I don't know. If, 
And like, I don't it's know. Not, it's not necessary to draw backgrounds in your comics, right? Like some people yeah, do, some not. people don't. I don't know if I don't know if there's uh, anything that's very different, uh, very similar in my comics. Uh, I've been compared to Joaquin Phoenix. I think that that comparison's insane. I've not Joaquin Phoenix, Joan and Vasquez. I get them mixed up. Uh, I've been compared to Joan Vasquez. That makes no sense because you know. Uh, his comics look nothing like mine, and his comics aren't very good. And uh, I have a I have a personal grudge against uh, Joan and Vasquez, but he's he's kind of well because in uh in my in my comic tropes remix, you can hear that comic tropes uh says that I make stick figure comics, so I shouldn't be taken seriously. I'm just a joke, you know, you, sh you shouldn't make a, a video about my comics. But then he makes a video on Johnny the Homicidal Maniac uh, by Joan Vasquez, and he says, well, they're stick figures, but they're very expressive and cool, and they have such nuance, you know. And the only reason he does a video on Joan Vasquez is because Joan Vasquez makes those fat stacks, and I don't. And thus, my comics aren't worthy of analysis or review. Uh, that's why I don't like Joan Vasquez, because his, his characters aren't even stick figures. Johnny is skinny, but he's not a stick figure. I, I don't even think Comic Tropes understands what a stick figure is. Uh, Abcar and Jeff. I don't know. They are gay. They're not really, uh, they're not really conservative. Yeah, I, I've read a lot of a lot of Life in Hell. It's it's a good comic strip. Some good stuff. I'd I'd say I'd I'd go so far as to say it's better than The Simpsons. But uh, I don't know. I too much like the College Buddies, aside from them being gay. Uh, and I wouldn't say the College Buddies really have anything in common with probably most of the characters in any LGBTQ comic, because most of them aren't uh, simultaneously homophobic. That's what makes a college buddies interesting, and in that they've got to maintain this facade of being big, strong men while, uh, you know, being very, very gay inside. That's that's what makes it interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the Ben Nicholas Cicada crowd is insane. So I'd like to close this off with an interesting anecdote. Uh, I'm still looking for that comic strip from high school, uh, which got me, uh, which got censored by the newspaper class. This is how it goes. There's a guy, right? It's two panels. I knew that I couldn't publish an entire comic in the in the newspapers because they, you know, they don't like comics. Uh, in, all newspapers don't have enough space for comics, so I decided I would just do it little two-panel comic, right? And it's this guy, and he says, why do Republicans who hate Mexicans live in Texas, right? And I'm pointing out that if you don't like Mexicans, you shouldn't live on the Mexican border, right? But uh, the idiots found this, this joke uh, offensive because I used the word Mexican. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how the term That's Mexican. The proper term for referring to somebody who is who's from Mexico, Mexico right? And she's yeah, like, like, and she <laughs> says, and she says, "What if uh, someone read this and they were Hispanic? They would be offended." And I say, "I'm not talking about Hispanic people as a whole. I'm talking about Mexicans 
for Mexico. And she's like, that's what Trump calls Hispanic. So you can't call anyone a Mexican because that's an offensive term. And as justification for this, she says that she showed the comic to some Hispanic students, you know, like 15 year olds who don't know jack shit. Uh, and they said that it was offensive. I guess they've never read a comic before or anything. They don't know uh, the difference between Hispanic and Mexican. You know, how could they? They're 15. But she says that she asked all these uh, Hispanic students, and the Hispanic students were like, Mexican? That's an offensive term. It's a nationality of people. And that's just how, how boring high school was. I can't think of a single time that high school made me think or learn or or grow, you know was boring because everyone was censoring me everyone was getting on my ass everyone was uptight and stupid and a boring pathetic person if, if if school taught me nothing else it's that people have a have a people have an ugly side people have a people have a limitless capacity to just be an asshat and that's what i learned from high school but Nothing else. I learned nothing from that newspaper class because all they taught everyone was how to write articles. And I thought, oh, I can have my work in print at least. And then they're like, no, you can't have your work in print because it's offensive because it calls people Mexicans. Uh, that's racist. But then, right, they give me an issue of the uh, newspaper to take home. And, you know, write in, just write like little, little, uh, little notes about like, I don't like this or I like this. So I, I write everything in this newspaper about what I absolutely hate about it because there was so much garbage in there. Uh, there was low quality and wouldn't be printed in, you know, the Denver Post or New York Times or anything. So I say, this is bad. This is bad. Every page I make appropriate annotations. I say, this guy's stupid. This guy doesn't know what he's talking about. This girl has no idea what she's talking about. And uh, then I, I get punished for doing what they told me to do. I, I, I get punished for, for, uh, for reviewing the work that they told me to review. I guess because they just expected me to be fine with everything. Uh, and, you know, then uh, I, I, I received the same amount of punishment for an honest criticism of, of this supposedly serious publication as a, as someone would for selling, for dealing heroin. Uh, and you know, uh, I, I, I had to speak to the Dean. They asked me if I had any suicidal thoughts or tendencies all because I was thinking critically about, <laughs> uh, about a, a news publication that supposedly was legit, but they're just like, it's just for them to practice. <laughs> You can't talk about how their writing is bad because that's bullying, and we have a zero tolerance policy. And so, uh, you know, it's insane. You know, if these fellas want to learn about journalism, they need to learn about how it, sometimes when you put things in print, you get criticized for what you put in print. Like, for instance, one of the articles was by this idiot who maintained that. If the statue of Robert E. Lee was knocked down, then she would completely forget about him ever existing, because that's how things work, you know. Uh, history can't exist unless we have racist statues everywhere. And 
you know, she just has a bad memory. And she says that if, if the statue of Robert E. Lee was gone, he would be erased from history. And that was the title of the article, Erased from History. And, uh, and uh, it was this provocative, you know, photo of the statue looking all majestic in, in black and white. And it's like, we can't take the statue down because then I'd forget who Robert E. Lee was. It's not like there's thousands of books and pictures of him. I won't remember him unless there's a racist statue. Uh, this is, that's the stuff that, 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 that was printed, but a comic that calls people from Mexico Mexicans uh, is removed. You know, that's, that's the kind of quality control that this, this institution had. American education is underfunded to, to a bizarre yeah. extent. And, uh, and they and they they let this racist write this stupid article about how she'd like to see the Robert E. Lee statue uh, stay up, but then you can't call people Mexicans. They're from Mexico. I'm not referring to people from from Brazil. They're not near Texas. They're from Brazil, you know. Uh, I know the difference between someone who's Hispanic. Someone who's who lives in Mexico. That's two different uh, demographics, you know. And I don't know. I don't know. I don't think there's a single Mexican who doesn't who would be uh, offended by the term Mexican because you're from Mexico, right? Uh, I think it's just an example of white people deciding what's best for minorities. Pretty disgusting uh, overall. But you know, I should uh, I should try and find that comic and. And uh, show it as an example of just what, what Americans will censor. Uh, pretty disgusting. Especially the American educational system. It's uh, woefully underfunded. Bizarre stuff, but yeah. Time in high school, I, I never learned anything. Oh, have at it. Have at it. If we're, if we're starting to wrap up here, I was wondering what, what your plans are for the podcast that we're recording right now. Oh, good question. It's going to be posted on Anchor.fm. I got a nice snazzy logo put up. Odds are this podcast could get listened to quite a bit because anyone can tune in. Anyone can ask me a question. And furthermore, you know, it's just a neat a neat concept. And who wouldn't want to hear themselves live on audio? So I'm going to put it up on Anchor.fm. I had to make an account for Anchor.fm a while ago because I thought I was going to be on a podcast. But then the guy is like, I'm too depressed, and I'm having marital issues, so I won't be on that podcast, because he conveniently ended it right before my episode was up. But uh, I had to make an Anchor.fm uh, account, so I figure I may as well post it there, Some get some uh, interesting stuff. I'll, I'll link to the podcast once uh, we're all wrapped up here, but yeah, it should be interesting to be able to hear the Nicholas Comics Q&A, you know, have it preserved to an extent, because that's just another... Uh, deal with, uh, you know, my policy of complete transparency. Uh, the BNS fellows maintain that I have I have uh, chats on audio because there's no way to preserve it. You know, I can say whatever I want. I can say such offensive things and nobody will notice and I can get away scot-free. Uh, this is one of those posts that says this uh, three months ago. He likes to be a, he, uh, in this one he says, 
He likes being able to talk over people, and this way, unless you record it, it's hard to have screenshots to use against him. The troll learned a bit. So from now on, uh, we're going to be recording every single Q&A and, uh, for, for the public ear. Pretty interesting. I think that'll be good, too, because if somebody, like, remember that time the dude came in and yelled about penises? Like, if something like yeah. that happens again... Be like, on record. That's right. Epole doesn't stand a chance if he comes in here and starts yelling about how me and Wang and him ought to have a threesome, because that's not what an agent should say. Here, I will be able to record everything any troll says, and uh, I allow trolls in the Q&A, so that should be interesting. I allow absolutely anyone in the Q&A. I feel that uh, the, the troll fellas didn't want to come in the Q&A because they'd have to, you know talk to me talk to me uh, personally and they don't like that they like to hide behind anonymity they don't want their voice heard you know because someone could find out who they are and beat the shit out of them like the little cowards um you know oh, sure. they are. I, I'm so so i've got like a a really big like collection of comic books that i've been downloading and uh I, i've been going through i haven't even gone through them all so while we've been talking i've been going through them well, if you find anything interesting next week, go ahead and post it, and I can share my thoughts on it. That's an interesting meal. Well, here, this one that I got, I'm trying to post it, but I got, uh, it's called okay. Palin. It's about Sarah Palin as a steampunk hero. I just huh. can't, get it, can't get it to Yeah, there's some that. interesting stuff to be had with political figures, like, for instance, my Shapiro thing. I recall uh, Barack the Barbarian. That's a good one. But yeah, that's an interesting thought, Kippy, that uh, Akbar and Jeff are like the, the college buddies. I don't know. I haven't read too much Life in Hell, uh, but those guys don't seem very, very bigoted or as complex, really. I mean, maybe they have some nuances, but uh, yeah, Sarah Palin. Hilarious, hilarious, uh, hilarious deal, I think. That, that's, that looks like an interesting comic right there. Uh, I don't think I'll be really able to see any of the insides. It's done professionally. Looks very, looks very nice. I'd buy that if I saw it uh, on a shelf, you know. I okay, can probably. I'd, I'd give it a try, you know. That's an interesting uh, comic. Anywho, uh, any last questions before we wrap things up? And uh, I post this uh, as an official podcast. Any, uh, any final thoughts, questions, anything you want to get in? Anything you'd like to uh, to ask as we wrap it up here? Anything on uh, last questions? It's been a spicy week. I look forward to both hearing from Frederick Nedson and uh, Alec Robbins. And at the beginning of this Q&A, the trailer had 350 views. It now has... Uh, let's see here. It now has, two hours later, 357 views. So it's not doing too bad. Or, uh, you know, it's doing, it's doing pretty good. It's still climbing. Hopefully it gets posted around some. People draw some attention to it. People notice it. Interesting stuff. Yeah, 357 views. So, doing okay. Any last questions? Sorry, I got distracted reading Steampunk Palin. Uh, 
Any, any last questions? Any Anything else you'd like to ask? No, I think this was a, a great Q&A, and I, I look forward to the podcast. I think that's going to really increase. Oh, Kippy's the, uh, got a question. Go ahead, Kippy. Final question here, and then we'll be done. Steampunk, Steampunk Palin. I'll have to, have to give that a look. That, that does look kind of interesting. Sarah Palin's an interesting figure in politics. Oh, hardcover. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if I get... If I get uh, enough for us for college buddies. I plan on making a nice fancy edition with color, alternate covers. You know, hardcover. You know, that's a uh, yeah. I you know I I don't think there's anything wrong with reprints. I think, and maybe I might release a compilation uh, sometime. Maybe uh, if if I compile all my earlier stuff because that's kind of interesting. I can uh, have a caption on each one and say here's so and so, here's so and so, and that might be hardcover. Or if I do a, a meme book, if I compile all the memes. So yeah, I'm thinking about hardcover, but it is kind of expensive. They have to outsource it. Uh, but yeah, or maybe I could just get like some, you know, some. I I could probably do it myself. I'm already binding with glue, so I could just get some cardboard, kind of with an exacto knife, or not cardboard, you know, foam core or whatever, something fancy. Anywho, uh, that's about it. So, uh, that's, uh, that's about it. So, interesting Q&A. I look forward to hearing from Frederick Nidson and Alex Robbins. And uh, just a good Q&A all around. Always exciting to have some, have some questions. So, yeah. Party all day, party all night, party all Do you want day, to be on the show? Join the Nicholas Comics Discord server today. I'll answer any questions you have, and you can appear in the next episode. If you want to buy Nicholas Comics, write to Nicholas Kidd, 1424 Columbine Street, number 1, Denver, Colorado, 80206. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you on the next episode.